Hi, and welcome back to Writer's Muse and Writer's Mentor. I'm Jeanette de Beauvoir, and today I wanted to talk a little bit about writer's burnout. Writer's burnout is a state of exhaustion. It makes you unwilling and unable to do what you love best. It can lead you to questioning your entire identity as a creative. It's not the same thing, I want to hasten to say, it's not the same thing as writer's block. Writer's block is characterized as an inability to write. Writer, or indeed any creative burnout, is more extreme. It manifests as a writer being physically, mentally, and emotionally incapable of performing the most basic of tasks or assignments. Now, there are a lot of contributors to burnout, stress, fatigue, a pervasive culture of hustle and the pressures that come with being self-employed or freelance, and that's just to name a few of them. Writers often keep irregular hours, are beholden to tight deadlines, and have to contend with a string of other considerations like imposter syndrome, marginalization, low income, and a very highly competitive industry. Writing can also be a lonely business with a distinct lack of support and opportunities to socialize. Long hours bound to the desk, juggling deadlines means you're left with little time to indulge in healthy, non-work-based hobbies, exercise, or other pursuits. And all of these things combined can sometimes be absolutely overwhelming. So what is it that causes you to experience writer's block? Again, the main re difference between writer's block and burnout is their respective causes. Writer's block is caused by lack of writing stamina. I'm sorry to say this because I know it, it does put the ball back in your court, but it really is. If you're not used to writing a lot, um, when something feels uncomfortable, and writing often does feel uncomfortable, you stop and go do something else. So to prevent writer's block, what you can do is build up your writing quote-unquote muscle, much like an athlete by starting small and building a writing routine in which you write every day. So that's what, what causes you to experience writer's block. What causes writer's burnout? Writer's burnout can feel much more insidious. It's caused So let's take me as an example, since I'm right here. I am a novelist and a poet, so I spend a great deal of my time writing novels and poetry. I also am a freelance writer and editor and book coach. These are the ways that I pay my mortgage. <laughs> so I have to put a lot of energy into all of these things. I have to put energy into the work that earns me money. I have to put energy into the work that is my best creative self. I have to put the energy into all the things that make up activities for daily living. I have to go to the post office. I have to go to the bank. I have to go to the dump. All these things that we don't think of when we're thinking about all the things on our list, but they are all there. And it's basically called overload. And almost everybody has experienced this at some point. But you really have to beware because overload is a precursor to burnout. Think of it, if you want, like electricity. 
If your house is wired to power 100 watts of electricity, you can only power devices up to 100 watts, no more. That could be 250 watt devices, 330 watt devices, whatever. But if you try to plug in 430 watt devices, eventually your system is going to burn out. It may clunk along for a little while at first, but there's no way that all of your devices will work well and your results for any of them are likely to not be very good. Eventually the system will fail. And there's your burnout. So if you're trying to figure out what you have, if it's writer's block or writer's burnout, um, I have three questions for you that will help you tell the difference. The first question you need to ask yourself is, what caused me to burn out? So writer's block, as we mentioned, is generally caused by a lack of stamina. Um, it's, it's not quite laziness, but it's not being able to rise to the task yet. Often this happens because um, writing is fairly new or writing full time is fairly new. Um, but you've essentially with writer's block, your psyche, whether it's conscious or unconscious, is avoiding the hard work of writing. Burnout is caused by trying to do too much at once. It doesn't even necessarily have to be too much writing. Our decisions, our activities don't exist in a vacuum and other things can contribute to your pile of quote unquote too much. Um, so you've got work, you've got family duties, housework, depression, mental illness, other creative projects such as music or artwork, etc., etc., etc. All of these get put in the same um, vat, the same storage container in your in your in your heart and in your mind and in your your life, and they add up. The second question you need to ask is: Am I able and or excited to do other creative projects? I found that in the past when I had writer's block, I was always able to do some other creative project with some sort of excitement and often relief. Sometimes it was another story I felt was easier to write. Sometimes it was making some sort of visual art. Um, sometimes it was just writing some interesting articles that had come up. Um, but I was able to pull myself out of the block around the one project by doing another project. Burnout, on the other hand, is not limited to writing. When you're burned out, you'll find it difficult to do any creative projects at the level, level of quality you're accustomed to. You might not even be able to do much of anything at all. You might just feel like you want to sleep. Um, you might not even want to hang out with people. So think about if, if, you're, if your feeling of malaise is extending to everything in your life, it's probably burnout. If it's just about the project you're working on, it's probably writer's block. And the third and final question that might be helpful to you to ask is, am I unable to meet writing deadlines and goals I was regularly able to meet before? Um, so those who write regularly are more likely to burn out than they are to suffer writer's block because in order to write regularly, you have to learn to do it even when it feels uncomfortable. And often, as we've seen, writer's block is caused by avoiding that discomfort. Since burnout is caused by doing too much, including writing, it follows that people who push past blocks can get it. It's not a hard and fast rule, but I find that it helps. So how do we combat writer's block and burnout? Um, 
Recognizing burnout can be the key to making sure you overcome it in the future. And again, if you're still unsure after all this of, of what, how to recognize burnout, ask yourself some really basic questions that you would ask of anyone in your position, not just writers. Are you always exhausted? Are you struggling to be motivated? Are you having a hard time remembering things? Do you feel anxious? Do you feel overwhelmed? Has your output slowed down? Has the quality of your work suffered? Do you feel run down? Has writing lost its joy? Are you using alcohol or drugs as a crutch? Do you sleep badly? Are you finding yourself retreating from others? Um, if the answer to any of those questions is yes, or to several of those questions especially, then stop for a minute. Get used to the idea that you're going through something serious and start taking care of yourself. Admitting and accepting that you're dealing with burnout is the first step towards improving your situation, just like it is for any malaise we have. Once we've identified it, we can figure out what to do about it. So before, before you burn out, actually, it'd be nice if we could catch this in the process so that you can avoid it. Um, obviously, as, as medical professionals will tell us, prevention is better than cure. Um, so there are a whole bunch of things I can give you today that will help you kind of stave off burnout before it happens. The first one, and I'll try to remember to put these in a blog post so you can see it in writing as well, but the first one is to set firm boundaries. Boundaries are an incredible tool in your life and especially in your life as a writer. Having a clear idea of your preferred daily working hours, of your routine, how you want to be communicated with, the number of deadlines and projects you're comfortable with, and who you want to work with is a great way of making sure you don't get overwhelmed. It's really important to write this down, write your boundaries down so you can review them, maybe even at the start of every day, to remind yourself that, that you can find a way to not experience burnout before it even happens. So once you've written them down, stick to them. It's going to make your life simpler, clearer, and a lot easier to navigate. So that's number one, set firm boundaries. Number two is be actively nice to yourself. Um, you should be the first one to think about and celebrate your achievements and your successes. And you need to do that as many times as you need to. It's an affirmative process. It actively makes you feel better about yourself and about what you're doing. And that can go a long way towards fighting off burnout before it takes too firm a hold on you. You also want to keep things simple and structured. Um, this one is something that I have found to be particularly useful. Um, and if any of you are the slightest bit OCD as I am, you will also enjoy it. Decluttering your workspace. I know it's a fashionable thing to talk about decluttering, but it works. Decluttering your workspace can help create a calmer mindset. If you can do that, then you can also do the same with your working day. If you can divide your time into chunks and figure out how you want to use that time, then you'll have a better sense of agency over what it is that you're doing. So if writing gets to be too difficult, 
schedule in some admin time or time to do research, read that article that you've been meaning to read, answer a few emails, grab a notebook and do some planning, jot down some ideas, keep it simple and try to stick to some sort of structure. So if it, I plan to write from three to four in the afternoon and I'm just not in that space, instead of turning away and doing something else, I'm going to immediately use that time the way I would have used it to write creatively, to write in some other way. But I still have that time reserved and I still use that time for writing. If you just walk away from it and decide to go shopping or out for lunch or something of the sort, then you're losing that structure and you're losing that sense of yourself as a writer who is in control of what they're doing. You'll still be working. You'll still be moving forward, even if you're not doing specifically what you'd plan to do during that time. Next up is look after yourself. Now, I know you've heard this from a million self-help gurus and wellness professionals and maybe even your primary care physician. Um, we're hearing it all over because it's true. Looking after yourself, looking after your physical health and your mental well-being is what's going to help keep you a healthy writer as well. A healthier body almost always means a healthier mind. And while it's certainly beneficial to exercise and get fresh air, it's not always an option for everybody, but you can take care of yourselves in all sorts of ways. Getting enough sleep, that's a huge one. And it can, that can make a tremendous difference both on your creative thinking and on the way you express that thinking. Um, so carve out, you can also carve out time to spend with friends or an inner circle of colleagues or peers you trust. Um, some people find meditation to be beneficial and some people like a weighted blanket at night, a hot bath, time spent with a novel, a jigsaw, you know, cook something new and healthy and different. Small, simple things can make a big difference when you're starting to feel burned out. And then finally, and again, we're still in the category of heading it off at the past, so to speak, take it easy on yourself. Ernest Hemingway said you shouldn't write if you can't write, and he was absolutely right. One of the worst ways to recover from writing burnout is to try to write through it. And that's W-R-I-T-E, through it. Slogging ahead while you're battling extreme mental and physical fatigue will only exacerbate the symptoms of burnout. The quickest and best way to tackle your situations by taking control of your work schedule, as we noted above, and most importantly, allowing yourself to rest. If you can, reassess your deadlines, ask for more time when needed, or if they're self-imposed deadlines, adjust them to accommodate your current situation. Cut yourself a little slack when it comes to your own expectations of what you can achieve. If stopping work entirely for a while is not an option for you, then get used to the idea of working at a slower pace until you feel better. Introducing breaks in your working day will also help, especially if they involve time away from a screen, from social media, from email, and anything else that's likely to make you feel overwhelmed. So those are some of the things you can do to avoid burnout as a writer. 
Um, but let's say it's too late. <laughs> it's too late to avoid it. You are in it. And we've all been in it at some point and we possibly will all be in it another time. How can you recover? The first thing is not to worry too much. I know that's easier said than done, but there are ways to, to make your own recovery go better. The most important thing you can do is prioritize yourself. So again, we're going to go back to some of the things we talked about in the avoidance of burnout. Um, you get plenty of rest and sleep. Um, sleep is so important. Getting adequate rest on a regular basis can improve both your mood and your overall health. It can reduce stress. It can clear away that brain fog. Unfortunately, burnout and stress are often first noticed. They're first impacting sleep. Um, and I've also heard something about coronasomnia, um, the special insomnia that has come with the coronavirus pandemic is an emerging issue. Um, because of all the things that we're dealing with in terms of disrupted routines and prolonged uncertainty. Um, one of the things that I personally have found helps a great deal is cognitive behavioral therapy. And I'm not going to go into it um, in detail here. Look it up. See if it's something that you think might work for you. It is definitely what has worked for me and continues to work for me. And among other things, um, it does help introduce you to a better routine, whether it's your bedtime routine, whether it's your work habits. Um, it, can, it can be extraordinarily helpful in keeping, in taming some of those wild thoughts that make us feel even more overwhelmed. The next thing you can do is to explore other creative outlets and experiences. Um, so, so once upon a time, perhaps you had a day job and you did writing for fun and it was relaxing. It was a hobby. And then somehow the writing became your profession and somehow it's no longer fun and a hobby. And of course that's going to happen, but it doesn't mean you bemoan the fact that writing is no longer your hobby. It means you find another hobby. Um, we need to do other things in order to relax. I have recently discovered the world of Zentangle, which is, which is a visual art practice that um, includes some meditation, I think, but mostly um, it forces you to focus on something that is not part of your normal world. So if I'm worried, not worried, but if I'm, if I'm focused on the shapes and curvature and, and new patterns that I'm learning in Zentangle, then I'm not worried about um, the three deadlines I have this week or um, how to characterize um, a certain narrative that I'm writing or um, how to pick a name for a character in one of my books. All those go by the wayside because I'm able to transport myself into a world where I do not have to be successful. I am not a visual artist. I will never be a visual artist. And that takes so much of the pressure off because it means I'm just there to have fun. And you've got to find some things where you're just there to have fun. It can be anything from stamp collecting to horseback riding to anything that takes you out of your normal routine and helps you find creativity in other ways, ways that you're not going to be measured on or, or, or 
have a deadline for or any such things. So think about that. Find some other hobby. Find some other way to be creative. And you will find that you will return to your work, to your writing, to your practice refreshed. There are a couple of other things that work, and I'm going to go through them really briefly here. Um, relaxation and socialization are really good. We tend to sit in a room and write, and while that may produce great things, it may not be great for us as humans. And of course, we've been very challenged by this um, over the past couple of years of the coronavirus pandemic, where we're not able to socialize in the large groups that we um, may prefer, but that doesn't mean you can't see people. And um, being able to be with people, and again, I'm not talking about your writer's group, I'm talking about just people, people who do different things from you, um, where you can just talk about something that's not on your, on your list or not on your desk. Anytime that you can be having fun, you're going to be fighting burnout because um, they're pretty much on opposite ends of the spectrum. Another thing quickly you can do is deal with those mundane chores that have been overwhelming you. If the best way to stop thinking about doing something is by doing it. So get that DIY project done. Tidy the house. Do a deep clean somewhere. Um, do some gardening. So not only are you getting away from your desk and away from your sort of circular thinking about your writing, you're also ticking things off the list, which is going to lighten the burden that you've been feeling that has been pushing you toward burnout. Um, another thing is some people say a change is as good as a rest. And um, for those of us who do work from home, changing where we're working can be a big plus in not feeling the burnout that we're talking about. Um, so getting some variety in your writing setting is not a bad thing. I'm not saying you have to you know, rearrange your entire house, but sometimes I'll take my laptop and go into the garden, or I'll take my laptop and work you know, in an evening in my bed with my cat next to me. Um, just changing it up from just sitting at the desk all the time and looking at the same things can really give you a burst of energy that you didn't know you had. Also, if you can identify the sources of stress, you know, when we're talking about setting the boundaries, we're talking about structuring your working day, um, it can also be helpful if as part of that project, you identify the stressors in your life. Is it that your deadlines are too, too quick or are, do you have too many deadlines? Um, is there a particular person that's bothering you? Is, are you getting stalled um, for some particular reason? Um, you, if you tackle a series of issues methodically, it can give you this great peace of mind and a, a lot better sense of control over your work, your environment, and yourself. So in conclusion to all this, it's not to be ashamed of if you find yourself in a position of creative burnout. It happens to everyone. It's a natural byproduct of so many individual factors and stressors that are constantly working against you, that are working against all of us. But there are measures you can take to make sure it doesn't happen again or just not happen as severely again. You can implement more structure. You can set firmer boundaries. You can be kind to your body and mind. 
And if you already are in the midst of writer burnout, you can navigate your way out by identifying the symptoms, by making a real effort to rest and be good to yourself, and by slowing down your expectations when it comes to output for a while. You are not alone in feeling what you're feeling. And in this type of work, you're probably going to encounter writer's burnout more than once. Hopefully by following these tips, um, it will happen less frequently, it will happen less severely, and you will be able to pull yourself out of it and be productive in no time. Thanks so much for joining us. This has been Writer's Muse and Writer's Mentor. I'm Jeanette de Beauvoir. I will see you here next time. Bye-bye.